Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. As you know, my name is Art Burns, and as you also know, I'm very excited to be here with you today to discuss some concepts and some practices and some ideas that can help you to live a life of fulfillment and a life of happiness. Because the uh, the real truth of the matter is that happiness is our default mode. Happiness is our natural state, and it's only when we when we get get in the way of our own happiness with things like stress and 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 the reactivity that comes from stress and and the negative emotions that cause the stress and all that stuff it's that that gets in the way of our happiness so happiness is not something that we get from outside it's something that comes from within and and the the practices and the concepts and everything that we talk about here in this podcast and on this YouTube channel are ways in which we can uncover and and make room for that happiness to to thrive and to flourish within us. And again, it is the way that your body wants to be. So it's really just about getting out of the way. And that's a really encouraging thing, I hope, for you. It's always been very encouraging for me. And so I know that yesterday we talked about, uh, we we're going to kind of follow up on the um, you know, the idea that, that uh, the small thoughts and the little tiny emotions and all these little fleeting moment-to-moment things that are, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, experiences internally you know, how these tiny little things can grow into huge, you know, personality issues, you know, and I know we talked about a a little test, a little quiz that I can give you, but I realized that in order for me to really explain this, I don't think it can happen in one episode unless I make the episode far, far longer than either of us wants it to be. So I'm going to split it into two episodes here. And that means that the, the practice that I was planning to share for you tomorrow has now come into jeopardy. So I'm considering making this a groundbreaking week that we do six episodes. So I might do another episode on Saturday or Sunday to to get you that practice that I was talking about. However, I want to warn you, <laughs> I don't want to be held to that. I'm putting it out there as a, as a potential, but please don't hold me to it because the truth is that on Fridays and uh, Thursdays and Fridays are my absolute busiest days for, you know, for, you know, meeting with clients and, and this, uh, you know, the activity that I do. And so by the time Saturday comes, I'm sometimes a bit tired, but let's see what happens. I'm going to try to hold it out open and, uh, and see if we can do that. It'll be fun. All right. So. You know, if we're going to understand the the way in which the emotions and the and the thoughts and the body sensations that we have can can start as these tiny little things. Because remember, a thought is something that is you know so it's it's one seventy thousandth <laughs> that you you know because you you uh, you personally each one of us has between sixty and seventy thousand thoughts every single day. And so each one of those is so minuscule that it's hard to even notice, yeah? And, and so, so to understand how these things can grow into the big, difficult uh, uh, issues that we have, you know, that can sometimes, that can eventually evolve into our very personalities, all right, it's very important to understand that these things happen in a cycle. But before I get into that, I want to real quick just, and I'm sorry to digress, but I know that I talk here in the last couple of days, I've said how, you know, just these little tiny things that happen can grow into our whole personality, and that can sound pretty scary, okay? So I want to be very clear on one thing before we go any further. 
nothing is permanent. Okay, that is the very basis of the work that we do here, right? That nothing is permanent. And that includes your personality. Okay, so if you've gotten to this point where the, you know, the negative uh, thoughts and the, the negative emotions and the, the physical sensations that come with those that are not comfortable, you know, if those have become, if you feel like those have kind of taken over and become your personality, which they probably have, and it's okay, it's okay that they have because I promise you that you can change. Even the deepest, most difficult personalities can be changed. In fact, I've read more than one story where people in their 90s have taken on this work and, and finished out their life in very happy places. So please don't be discouraged, okay? I just want to make sure that, that you understand that, okay? Like, you know, I can, I can picture people saying, well, why the heck am I listening to this podcast if it's too late? You know, it is not too late. All right. So now, as I said a moment ago, before I digressed into that sort of public service announcement about our personalities and the changeability of them, um, you know, I, I talked about how the the thoughts, emotions, and sensations of the body operate in a in a uh, cycle. Okay. Now. As in any cycle, it doesn't really matter where it starts, okay? So it could start with the emotion, or it could start with the sensation, or it could start with the thought. So let me illustrate what I mean here, and I'm going to use the thought as as my, you know, as the starting point to, to illustrate this for you. So let's say you're driving down the road, you're on your way to work, or you're on your way home from work, whatever, maybe you're just driving around town, whatever you're doing, and all of a sudden a, a thought pops into your mind, which thoughts will just pop into our mind, right? And the thought pops into your mind that is of a project at work that's not going so well, yeah? So you have this thought of a project that's not going so well. Now, the next thing, very, very quickly, what's going to happen is you're going to have an emotion that is triggered by that thought, Okay, and if, if the thought is of, of something that's not going very well, then the emotion that you're going to feel is one of the negative emotions. Now, again, another digression, pardon me, but I want to be very clear what we're talking about here. When we say negative emotions, I don't mean bad emotions. I mean emotions that are on the negative end of the emotional spectrum. So negative in this context is more akin to the, the polarity of a, of a magnet, than it is to a good or bad negativity, right? So, so the the you know if you have two magnets, right? If if one is facing the uh, the negative polarity is facing out, it's going to push the other magnet away from it, right? But if it's if the positive is facing the positive, then they're going to latch onto each other. Okay, so our our emotions are are the same way. Okay, you know. Your negative emotions are there to push you away from things, away from things that you fear. Your positive emotions are there to draw you towards things, things that you love, okay? So with that said, and oh, by the way, one more thing. We're never, ever, ever talking about limiting our negative emotions. We're not talking about blocking them. We're not talking about shunning them, avoiding them anything like that. What we want to do is we want to allow them to, to arise and to keep going, okay? But here's the thing. Instead of worrying about how to change the negative emotions, what we're going to talk about today is how to change the, neg the negative mental state that allows for that emotion, all right, this is going to make sense, in more sense in a few minutes, but I just wanted to kind of give that other disclaimer out there. So getting back to our little drive, we're driving along and we have this thought about a project that's not going so well, okay? And then, then the next thing we do is we feel an emotion. Now that emotion, 
because we're thinking about something that is not going so well, that emotion is going to be on the negative side of the spectrum. And that negative emotion might be something like fear, or it might be something like regret or shame or, or worry, right? And now that emotion is going to cause a sensation in our body. Now, that sensation, for the sake of argument, could be a kind of pit in the stomach feeling, right? Like maybe a little butterfly kind of feeling, right? Now, as soon as you feel those butterflies, that feeling in your body is going to travel up to your brain by way of this thing called the vagus nerve, which we'll cover in another episode. And then your brain is going to take that signal and it's going to say, "Uh uh-oh, yeah, I was right. Something's wrong here. And now it's going to inspire another negative thought. Now, this thought might be something like, because now you're in survival mode, right? You're worried about how you're going to you know, get out of this. And so now you're thinking about who can I blame for this? Right? Whose fault is it that it's not going well? And of course, it might be your fault, but you're not going to admit that to yourself in that moment. You're going to think of someone else who could be to blame. And so you think about that other person who didn't do that other thing on time, and that's why this this uh, uh, project isn't going so well. And so now that thought of that other person is going to now produce another emotion. And this emotion is going to be one probably closer to anger. Okay, now anger is going to manifest in a different part of your body. Now, remember, as we talked about yesterday and even the day before and the day before that, you know, your brain is very used to getting that sensation, right? Your brain knows that when it feels that sensation from your belly, it's afraid. It knows when it feels the heat in your ears, as used to happen to me when I get angry, you know, it knows that that's anger. And so it's going to respond to those in a very automatic and reactive way. And, and the cycle keeps going and going and going just like that to the point where, you know, hours have passed, maybe even days have passed, and you're just in this mood. The mood is this cycle that's happening. So now again, we're not talking about changing the emotions. The emotions are a result of something. They are not the cause of something. So what we want to do is we want to address the cause, not the symptom, not the the result, because that's going backwards, yeah? So, So what we want to do is we want to address the source of that negative emotion, which means the the source of that thought that we had. Yeah? And remember, when it's a tiny little thought, right, it can very easily be you know, flipped over and, and transferred, and, and we can we can say no, 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 that's not true. I, I'm no, I, I that's not real, <laughs> right? And once we do that, you know, like like how bad is the project really going? Is there time to fix it? Do I really need to be afraid like this, right? Because oftentimes we don't sit and ask those questions, and that's where we get into this you know this cycle where you know again <laughs> a few minutes later, an hour later, two hours later, something like that, we're in this just ball of stress and anger. Okay, so so in the the psychology of the work that we're doing here, right, there are three specific negative mental states that will always, 100% of the time, result in negative emotions. Now, we also know 
that in the spectrum of human emotions, there's like 108 of them, I believe. For some reason, that number pops out. I could be completely wrong, but for some reason, that's the number that pops out. But there are literally like a list of, of negative emotions that you can have, right? Or there's also a list of positive emotions, right? It might be 108 total, half and half. I don't know. But, but the, the idea, though, is that everything that sits on the negative side of that spectrum of emotions is rooted in the emotion of fear. Everything that that resides in the positive end of that emotional spectrum resides in the emotion of love. So what that means is that every negative emotion you could possibly feel, the anger, the hate, the the resentment, the jealousy, the, the shame, the guilt, all of those, if you boil them down, they're going to be fear at the very bottom of that. And we also know that fear causes the stress response. Anytime your brain senses fear from your emotional center, it is going to do the only thing it knows how to do, which is to create a physical response in the form of the stress response, basically putting you into survival mode. Okay? So the three negative mental states that will always produce a negative emotion, which will always produce the stress response, these three negative mental states are called delusion, grasping, and aversion. Now, there's many different uh, names for them, or a few different names. Them. You might hear them, and they, these are all rooted in the, uh, the, the philosophy and the psychology of Buddhism, actually. And this is not a Buddhist class here, and I'm not trying to convert anybody to Buddhism or anything like that. I'm not a practicing Buddhist, but these come from the, the science of Buddhism, which is pretty intense and pretty amazingly accurate to modern psychology and modern physics and everything else. So um, so these three negative mental states. Now, delusion, you might sometime hear referred to as ignorance, okay? Grasping, you might hear referred to as clinging or greed. And aversion, you might hear referred to as hate, there might be another word that I haven't, I'm not thinking of right now. But so, so my point is, there's many different ways in which you might hear these things referred to. But this is what we're talking about. And so any one of these, th- or, or any one or any combination of these three uh, uh, negative mental states is always going to produce the negative emotions, which are always going to produce the stress response. So if we can address these negative mental states then we don't have to worry about trying to stifle any emotions, which is very dangerous and harmful to us, okay? So let's walk through these three mental states. I'm going to do delusion last, even though delusion or ignorance is what makes way for the other two. But it's going to be easier for you to understand, I think, if I do the, 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 two, uh, the, the last two first, okay? So, so let's take aversion, okay? Aversion is... Oh no 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 no! This can't be happening to me. I no 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 no. This, this I I can't do this right now. This is horrible. Okay, so let's say in a real world example, you walk out of your front door. You you got a meeting coming up. You're really nervous about the meeting, but you know you, you got time and stuff, but not that much time. And you got to get to work, and you're really nervous about it. And boom, you look at your car, and you got a flat tire. Oh my gosh! Now aversion 
to the to the flat tire says again wringing the hands stomping the feet saying no 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 why today this can't be happening to me today this is terrible i'm going to lose my job i'm going to lose my client this is going to be terrible i can't this can't be happening so what you're doing then when you're when you're engaging in that aversion again the emotions that are going to arise from that which are going to cause physical sensations in your body, which are going to cause uh, uh, thoughts and, and more emotions, more physical sensations, more thoughts. That cycle, uh-huh. So that is going to put you in a place of fear. And that fear is going to cause the stress response. So as you're sitting there wringing your hands and stamping your feet and saying, this can't be happening, what you're doing is you're putting your body into a place of hyperarousal. You're putting your body into the, the survival mode. And from that place, guess what you're not going to be able to do so well? <laughs> change a tire, right? You got to change the tire either way. It doesn't matter how upset you get or how evenly you, you approach this. You have to change the tire because you still got to get to work. Yeah? So, so if, you, if you're spending your time sitting there getting into this place of hyperarousal, you might start sweating. You might, you know, now you feel, you know, all off your game. And, and again, <laughs> the tire has not changed itself. You still have to get down on your knees, get the jack out of the, the trunk and, you know, lift the, the car up and change the tire and get to work. You still have to do all that. Yeah. So, so when we're in a version, what we're going to do is we're going to take away our ability to perform under this, you know, in this situation. And then what you've done is now created a chain reaction because now you're taking a little longer, you're, you're getting yourself all stressed out about it, and now you know, when you finally do show up to the meeting late with you know, maybe some dirt on your face or something like that, you're going to be not the person who you are. You know, you're, you're not going to show up with your full resources and your full ability to, to perform because of stress, right? Because when you go into the survival mode, you're, you're not optimized to thrive. So the opposite of aversion is acceptance. This might sound familiar now, right? Because we talk about it all the time. If I accept, oh boy, flat tire, not good, don't love it, but it's got to be changed, right? And if I can stay calm and just get the jack out, pump, you know, lift the car up and start doing it, well, I'm going to change the tire faster, I'm going to not make any mistakes while I'm tire changing the tire, most likely. And then when I finally do get to work and I'm a little late, I'm, I'm going to show up with my full capacity, my full ability. I'm going to be optimized as the wonderful, creative, amazing person that I am. Not this ball, this hot mess ball of stress. Yeah? Okay, so that's aversion. Now let's go to clinging. Okay, clinging is the sort of the opposing end of, 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 of uh, aversion, right? So aversion is pushing something away. Clinging is, is, is grasping onto it, yeah? And so, so when we're clinging to something that we really love, what we're doing is we're engaging in the act or we're engaging in the emotion or we're causing the emotion of fear, right? Because I'm clinging to it because I'm afraid of losing it. And so now that fear turns this good thing, this good experience into a negative because it starts that same stress response. Because again, it doesn't matter if you're afraid because of something positive or afraid because of something negative. Fear is fear. And once your body feels it, it's going to trigger the stress response. So I have a great example for this one that when I used to... Um, 
when I worked in corporate America many years ago, you know, I used to go on vacations, you know, just like everybody else. You know, you had this vacation time. So I used to travel and, you know, before kids and all that, you know. Uh, so, like, let's go, you know, go down to the beach on Florida or, or, you know, the Bahamian Islands or something like that, you know, from New York, quick flight, you know, that kind of thing. That was my style. And so let's say I had a five-day trip to the beach, right? Invariably, <laughs> by day number three, I would be thinking, oh, my gosh, it's almost over right? Uh, in two days, I'm going to be getting on a plane again. There's so much more that I wanted to do in this vacation. Now I'm not doing it. So now what am I doing? I'm clinging. I'm saying, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want this to end, right? So so clinging is almost like the aversion to something, you know, like the, the negative side of aversion somehow, right? Or the positive side. Of it. But anyway, what, what you're doing is now you're clinging and saying, no, 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 I don't want this to end. This can't end. I love it too much. And so so as soon as I do that, though, Right again, what I'm doing is I'm engaging. I'm afraid now. I'm afraid for the time that I have to say goodbye to this beautiful beach and get on the the uh, the plane and go home. And so, what happens now for the last two days of my vacation? I don't even enjoy myself <laughs> because I'm so you know preoccupied and worked up from the stress that comes from the fact that the vacation's almost over. Okay, so that's aversion and clinging. Now, as I said right? In, in many times, delusion is the, the one of these that, that actually causes the other two or, or get, you know, makes space for the other two. And let me explain how this works. So, so in, take my, my experience in, the, um, in the, the beach trip, right? You know, to say on day three of a, day, of a five-day vacation that it's almost over, well, that's not really true, is it? It's not really almost over. It's only halfway through. So we got a whole, you know, we have as much time as we spent up till now to go. So it's not almost over, right? But you see, my mind created this delusion to say, it's almost over. And so now I react from that place of misunderstanding, that place of ignorance. Yeah? And so part of what we do with mindfulness is we, 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 learn and build the skill to see things for how they really are, right? Same thing with the aversion, with the, the flat tire, right? You know, I might be thinking in that moment, because I'm, I'm so worried about this meeting and I'm so, you know, worried about the time and everything, I might think, well, geez, t t you know, changing a tire is going to take me an hour to do. But that's not true either. In fact, I mean, if, you, if you're really focused on changing the tire, you're talking about maybe 10 minutes, maybe, right? Could even be less. And so, so, so if I see it as what it really is, and I say, wait a minute, this is only a five to 10 minute uh, setback. If I put my briefcase down, take off my jacket and get to work right now, this can be not a big deal at all, right? But the delusion creates the aversion. The delusion creates the clinging on my vacation. I hope you can see how that happens. Okay? And again, any one of these or all of these is going to result in negative emotions. The negative emotions are rooted in fear, and fear is going to cause the stress response. Now, let's talk about how these can grow into personalities. Because that's what's happening. Remember, as I talk about here, a lot is that 
when we do something <laughs> over and over and over again, we form habits. It's very simple. It's a very simple process. It's like math, right? It's 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 one plus one equals two, right? D- you know, act in delusion, which leads to aversion or clinging, often enough, and that becomes your new way of being, right? Now, one of these is probably more dominant than the other two. Okay, so so maybe you have a tendency towards deluding. Or being, you know, like thinking, you know, as we've talked about here a lot, you know, the negativity bias, you know, some of us are more sort of susceptible to that, right? Some of us have a tendency to, to see the worst in a situation, to, 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 to feel the worst potential of a situation, right? Some of us have a natural, uh, uh, you know, aversion to things. Some of us have a natural clinging to things. Now, again, delusion is going to be involved in some level, but that doesn't mean it's the dominant thing, right? You might just always, you know, have this aversion, right? Maybe things were pretty good for you growing up and you always got what you wanted and had lots of people around you to help you and stuff. So when something goes wrong, you can't accept it, right? So so these are the ways that, you know, every day, because remember, right, (laughs) we're practicing something every single day. So if every day of your life you are engaging in that aversion, right, in in a moment-to-moment sense, yeah, we're talking about a moment-to-moment activity. And, And in each moment, if you recognize that you're feeling that aversion, that is an opportunity to to accept whatever it is. If you're feeling the clinging, that is an opportunity to let go of whatever it is. If you're if you're experiencing delusion, it's an opportunity to see things for what they really are. Yeah, but if we're if we don't know that, which most of you probably didn't until you started listening to this podcast, maybe some of you did, maybe some of you didn't. But if you don't, which many many people do not, then then we we don't know to change it, right? We don't know that in that moment to 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 practice the opposite. And so therefore, what we're doing is we're practicing the delusion. We're practicing the aversion. We're practicing the clinging. And over time, these become our personalities. So tomorrow, I'm going to go over a really cool little, uh, well, first of all, we're going to go over the different uh, signs, the different sort of traits of each one of these personalities, okay, a deluded personality, an aversive personality, uh, 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 a grasping personality, yeah, and we're going to go over the different traits, and then I'm going to give you a little quiz to, to kind of determine which one is you, even though you'll probably figure it out as I describe them. It's pretty magical, um, and, and so the objective here is for when you understand that that is your tendency, then you know what to practice on. You know what needs to be addressed. And you can address it. And you can do so every single, in every moment that arises, you can change this aspect of your tendency. And, you know, and this speaks very loudly as I talk about how these things become personalities. I want to remind you of this statistic that 77% of American adults, pre-COVID, 77% of American adults experience chronic stress, meaning every single day they're getting into the stress response. You are getting into the stress response. I used to get into the stress response. 
And so it makes perfect sense, right? That that with all you know, if we're if we're all walking around without the tools and the ability to recognize these negative mental states and to to course correct for these negative mental states and put us into a positive mental state of you know seeing what is acceptance and letting go. If we don't have those tools or that knowledge to see it, well, then all we're going to do is practice the other way because we don't know how else to do it. We're just acting automatically. We're acting unconsciously. We're acting unintentionally. And then that's when you grow up as a personality trait. And so your personality trait is one of stress. Welcome to the 77%. So tomorrow, I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. And, uh, and I hope that you're able to join and I hope you're able to listen. Uh, and, and I invite any questions that you have about this. This is really important stuff. So I want to I wanna make sure that you understand this. Um, so if you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out and ask me, okay, via email, via uh, comment, or, or, or go ahead and book a call on my website. You go to artburnscoaching.com, uh, click on the, at the bottom of every page, there's a banner that has a clock in it and says, uh, uh, schedule your free call or something like that. My wife made it. It's just beautiful and wonderful. Uh, so click on that button and uh, and you'll go right into my calendar program. Okay, pick the time and the day that works for you that's highlighted as available for me. Click on it. Put in some very basic information, your email address, you know, that kind of thing, and hit save, and then I take it from there. You'll get an email from me, and we'll, we'll chat a little bit, you know, via email before the call, and then that call is going to be 45 very productive minutes of, of, of for you to learn deeper, you know, more deeply about this, these kind of things and to really apply it to your life. Okay. Cause maybe you don't get flat tires in front of your house and maybe you don't take beach vacations, but I can explain to you how this works in your life. And I would love to do that for you. All right, everybody. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for watching. I'll be back again tomorrow and possibly even on Saturday or Sunday this week. So thanks again. I wish you well, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.